from the All-Ireland Business Foundation, this is Elaine Carl bringing you AIBF Business Talk. AIBF is an independent national body tasked with enterprise development and the promotion of best-in-class businesses as business all-stars. Today, I catch up with Bassie Duke, CEO of Prune Consulting Limited. He's an expat entrepreneur hailing from Nigeria who has over 15 years experience procurement, logistics and supply chain covering business operations and strategy. Thank you so much for joining me on AIBF Business Talk today, Bassie. Bassie, you've had a very different journey to many of the business all-stars and many of the entrepreneurs that I talk about in that it was only nine years ago that you found yourself here in Ireland as an expat entrepreneur. Can you take us back to your whole journey of entrepreneurship, maybe even before you came to Ireland, how you found yourself here and where you are today now running a very, very successful business, Prune Consulting? Okay, cool. No, thanks, Elaine. Thanks for the opportunity to have me on the on the um, on today. So my name is Bassi. I really come from Nigeria. So give my background. So I think the seed of entrepreneurship was always inside of me, and I give you context. So my dad was an entrepreneur. So he ran an architectural firm and a construction firm. But I think there was a catalyst. There was an event I went to in UK before I moved to Ireland. I think that's when seed had its life because it was talking about you know entrepreneurship how we can replicate ourselves how we can create a niche product create a niche market i think that's when so, so the the seed was always in me but that event i think was 2010 was what you know started our catalyst journey so what i also what i then decided to do as a plan was you know get an mba after my mba then i would then launch my company so now, going backwards, so nine years ago, you know, myself and the family moved to Dublin, more because of work. So I used to work for a UK firm in the UK where I ran their global logistics for them. And then opportunity came to come to Ireland where I was going to run their email logistics for them. So the company in the UK was called IMI PLC. The company in Ireland was called Eaton. And when I was in Eaton, I ran their, initially I ran their um, European logistics. Then with, with increasing success, they gave me more responsibility so went from transport to warehousing, and then I was running their global and ocean for them. So I did this for about three years. And towards the end uh, of my turn in Eaton, I then enrolled in um, then BIT, now TUD, to now do the executive two-year MBA program. And the reason why I went to the program was that it was focused on entrepreneurship, which is what I wanted to do. In between the program, I then worked a year for a company called Amco Packaging, one of the largest packaging companies in the world, and I also ran Dynamic Logistics for them. I did that successfully, and then at the end of that, by the time I finished my um, MBA, I was primed, ready to go, and I took the leap of faith. Mm. Now setting up Brun Consulting, but this was all now based on you know all the experience I had prior to coming to Dublin, working for different multinationals, you know, in that whole you know, procurement, supply chain, and logistics space. So I, I know this may mean different things to people. So from a procurement perspective, what I would have done is I would have been in charge of buying, so I've had to spend within these multinationals in the region of about 100 to $500 million a year. And with that spend, the expectation is that every year you're reducing the spend by being able to buy better, being able to optimize what they do. So example, from a travel perspective, are we using the, the least cost option? Are we also... 
and making it sustainable are we looking at co2 emissions are we also reducing this as we also it's not just purely on price it's also saying okay what are impacting the environment then on the logistics side was primarily transport it was primarily um, warehousing and then customs so looking at okay how do we not impact this by ultimately reducing costs looking at lean principles in terms of okay, warehousing perspective where should warehouse be how many people should be in the warehouse then within the four walls of the warehouse you know what inventory should we hold at what level should we hold how should we replenish then from a supply chain perspective where should we now actually source the material to go into the warehouse so typically with most multinational there's intercompany transfer where they buy from one another but also a supply base which is external whereby you're buying from external supply base you look at where it makes sense for that critical mass to be so that yes you may save on labor content but at the same time you're not going to shoot up your co2 by now sourcing for and then yes every month it's, it's kind of a tricky you know balancing act that you're trying to do then um what else then um th that's what i did which then led me to now set up you know print consulting so print consulting was was set up from the vision that you know, I was playing with the garden term pruning, right? When you think of pruning, it's all about going to a plant. You now take the bit that is stifling growth on the plant. And then once you remove that, you prune, the plant is now healthier for it to now grow. So that's where the, the name prune is. That's excellent. Because I myself, I'm a gardener and I know about green fingers. And I totally understand that sometimes you need to cut off what's dead or what's dragging a plant down. Um, to inspire new growth. So that that's that's really inspiring. And I think the whole thing which led you up to prune consulting was that, you know, you mentioned that your background and I suppose the seeds were planted back. You know, your father was an entrepreneur, he was involved in construction and all of that. And even taking that metaphor, you were planting the seeds of really good foundations through everything you did, especially through your experience working with various logistics and transport, but also as well excelling yourself with regard to your MBA and, you know, focusing on entrepreneurship. So that brought you on a fantastic journey, which had you very well positioned to set up Prune Consulting. What, yes. the, what then? Okay, so August 2017, took the bullet, set up Prune Consulting. So we had primarily four, four main missions. The so one was, uh, one was and is still sustainability to so being able to provide businesses with sustainable business improvement processes right the things that will last the second one was training so being able to educate training in terms of best practices and also being ethical in terms of what they do third being innovation and this is an interesting piece because i think a lot of time people don't see procurement as a center of innovation but i think it's it really is because there's so many things that I've done in the past, be it from a transport perspective in terms of innovation, how you take your product to market, even things like packaging. And one of the things you can leverage a lot on is on your supplier base. If you're able to get to a place whereby you can get it to be strategic, your supplier can actually be a source of innovation. We then use you a USP for the market. And the fourth piece is then profit. So being able to make companies more profitable. So being able to look at what they do and give them advice and steps which ultimately in all the gateway we've had has always led to them being able to save more because they see them are now more profitable. So we do this in four ways. The so one is, as I said, is procurement. Let's particularize it. We'd have customers that come to us and say, Bassi, is that how we want to source something we've never sourced before? As an example, we're working with a customer now to try to source food stuff. Or it could be Bassi, we're currently sourcing this, but we want now to reduce the cost in terms of how much we, we buy today. We will then put a plan together, go to market, 
run a project and then ultimately come back with what the customer wants, but in all cases cheaper than what they're buying it today. Okay? That's procurement. Then second bit is then supply chain. A great example is Brexit. So during Brexit, I was quite vocal about the fact that you know Irish companies all try, uh, have trades with the UK, and then overnight UK now becomes what's called a third party, a third party country, which means that whether you are shipping things in transit or you are importing and exporting, all of a sudden there's now paperwork involved. So the advice was more so key. We know that when the transition happened, there was going to be an impact in the supply chain. So work with companies, okay, what does that look like and how do you mitigate that? So impact means all of a sudden you're now having paperwork, which means that there will be delays at the border crossing. Second, you now have vans which of large have mixed goods, which means that your paperwork could be correct, but if someone else's paperwork and the van is not correct, the whole van gets stopped. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, what that means is from an inventory perspective, now your lead time has now increased. What do you do? One, do you hold more inventory now in Dublin in the short term to cater for your customer demand? Or do you look for other ways of shipping it quicker into the um into Dublin through maybe a, a different mode like air freight or whatnot, you know, or three, you just go back to your customer base and just say, look, for the short term, we're going to double our lead time, which means that the customer is already aware of the impact. This is the kind of discussion that we're doing with companies to try to prepare them for Brexit from a, from a supply chain perspective. Then from a logistics perspective, now educating them in terms of what type of forms they need to fill, what about paperwork you need to fill, you know, things like um, contract origin, all of a sudden you need to know the contract origin to be able to now import stuff. Then on the search side, um, because UK now was no longer part of the EU, it meant that the CE search never didn't hold water anymore, which means if you're sourcing now from the UK, you now have to get UK CE search, which, which was similar to the CE search, but it just means additional step you need to put in place. It is kind of work we're doing with companies when it came to Brexit to do with supply chain, okay? Now let's now go towards logistics. So great example. Uh, I remember working with the lady during COVID who um, was delivering flowers, right? And she came to us and said, look, we're spending X amount to deliver flowers through and post. You know, top of mind, I knew, okay, we know when I aggregate these of who um, put their volume through them, like a 3 pair, right? Went to 3PL and off the bat, reduced her, her shipment um, per, um, per delivery by 12.5%. Wow. Straight off the bat. So she still was delivering with handpost, so her, her experience didn't change. But it just meant the fact that we got that experience, we knew, okay, look, for this, for this um, problem, we won't change supply. We just know how to get the rates better for us so that all of, off the bat, she would save money. Yeah. So the kind of things that we can do. And then the fourth, he says now leadership. So we added this later on during our journey, and this was all around one personal development. So I'm a John Maxwell certified um, trainer, coach, and speaker, right? Mm -hmm. But also we looked at it. Look, what's the most important thing in any company is human capital. So mm -hmm. how do we now um, train and empower human capital? And who better than John Maxwell, who is one of the leading voices when it comes to leadership? So in there, you have things around personal growth. You have things around connecting, communicating. You have things around them, um, you know, impact. You have things around teams, things around managing individuals, managing people who manage other people, things around C-suite executives. And that's something, you know, we started out small through our co-working speak pine up. We also done some work with them, Greater London Business School, whereby we're actually, you know, training their students. But the whole point is that we believe that, look, by coming to be successful, 
you need to have the right human capital involved and you need to get people bought into the vision. Once they're bought into the vision, mm-hmm. it's now easier for them to deliver, it's now easier for you to now hit those sweet spots and over-exceed from a, um, from a business perspective. That's excellent that we've brought in, as you said, that leadership side of things because the importance of human capital around everything that you do in business. Business, Pastor, you've had a fantastic journey and looking at, I suppose, even, even your missions, you know, around sustainability, training, innovation and profit, even looking at those four keys, it's no wonder that Prune Consulting, under your great leadership and guidance, has been as successful as what it was. Just maybe to leave our listeners, if, you know, as an expat entrepreneur that has come into Ireland, that you have learned in Ireland, you know, you, you've gone through education, but also you've, you're heavily involved in the entrepreneurial route, running your own business very successfully. If you had any top two tips to leave anybody here that's, you know, thinking about setting up a business in Ireland that may not originally be from Ireland, what would those tips be? Um, so the first bit would be, you know, the networking and expanding your network. That's not important, that's critical. Because I think as an entrepreneur, you know, this can be a lonely journey, right? And I think it's good for you to be in places whereby you have good network. And when I mean network, I don't mean necessarily networks whereby it's just one in for me. You're actually building true friendships. And I think that is where, one reason why I love AIBF, because, you know, we've been part of the All Island Business Foundation. We've, through that, we've, you know, met companies, we've met people, and we've built strong friendships. And I think that's important because, you know, I think network is not just there for just referrals, but network is there for you to have friendships. I'll give you an example, you know, it should be a place whereby you can call someone and then bounce ideas off the person. Mm-hmm. Get that kind of relationship. Right, whereby you know you have a safe space where you can talk about what you want to do, how you want to grow. Like I know this example, I know Barbara, you know, had some good discussion with her around branding and you know what we're gonna do. And you know, does it still make sense for the full brand to still stay on that one one brand or do you make sub-brands, for example? So but having that space whereby you can have those discussions, you can have those links with um, you know, the members, but also with people like yourself who mm. help champion us, who also challenge us. And I remember you know, a few years ago, just before COVID hit, I'm back, Camille, Camille coming to see me and, you know, he challenged me that basically, you know, why were we focusing so much on the co-working space when the consulting is more profitable? So having those people to come in and actually look at what you should do and actually say, okay, look, maybe emphasis should, should switch. And then COVID happened and, you know, we, we quickly closed the co-working space because it didn't make sense to have that liability, the lease on us. So having that space whereby you can have those frank conversations. So some of it could be positive, some of it could be just challenging what you do. And I think that's that's important. I think that's uh, that's critical. So definitely networking pieces is one of the advice I'll give. Second advice I'll give, which I do is, you know, I think as a leader, we need to be the best version and the best at what we do. And that involves constantly training and being up to date with in your field of expertise. So the training doesn't just stop at once you open a company. You must be in a place whereby you are training yourself, not for now, also for the future. So give an example. I was at an event a few months ago whereby they're talking about metaverse, right? Mm-hmm. And saying that this is going to come. So as Prune, how are we now going to position ourselves for technology? So yes, we have AI, but also the good things like metaverse. As a pure example, so that we're always educated and know that, okay, look, we have in our plan that this technology is going to hit, but this is how we're going to maximize this technology as an example but also looking in the, in the space of supply chain you know that there, there are new innovations going on but always being on top of that again always knowing what's going on always developing that. So i think as leaders 
you know, learning doesn't stop. Learning is something that we always it's always have. ongoing. Yeah. yeah, such such stalwart advice. So for our listeners, networking and not just networking, but just creating those long term sustainable friendships and relationships within a really strong networking group. And secondly, always strive to be the very best person of yourself. And this very much relates to surrounding yourself with great people uh, as well, Bassie. So we're delighted to be surrounded by fantastic business all-stars and fellows just like yourself here at the All-Ireland Business Foundation. I'd like to thank you wholeheartedly for sharing your journey with us, which has been very, very interesting. Um, but also as well, you know, for, as I said, being a stalwart piece of advice and great supporter of everything we do here at AIBF. Thank you so much, Bassie. No, thank you, Elaine. It's been a pleasure being part of the IBF and continue to be part of it and continue to support it. And we see you know tremendous value being part of this group. And thank you for you know rewarding some of our hard work by adding us into the fellowship. So we look forward to doing you and the IBF proud. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Bassie. Well done to your continued success. Thank you for listening to AIBF Business Talk today. I really do hope you enjoyed listening in. To find out more about the All-Ireland Business Foundation and the work that we do, especially the Business All-Stars program, just go to www.aibf.ie. Remember, never put off until tomorrow what you can do today. Until next time, from your host, Elaine Carl. goodbye.